You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. Hi, babes. Hi. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I literally just dropped. What just happened? (laughs) What did you do? you, You just asked me how I was and then... A catastrophe happened in your apartment. I was genuinely <laughs> reaching for. Oh God! Okay, here we go. I was reaching for a, a heat patch uh, to put. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> How were you then? Tell us. Okay, so I'm 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 in trouble. <laughs> at, the, at the beginning of the last episode, we had a conversation about how. Um, I had damaged my back twerking and how you had pulled your neck out in a uh, gym class. And we were just discussing how old Mm -hmm. we are. So, you know, as I'm approaching 37 this year, I, um, I was just doing a weight session on Thursday and, uh, I was just doing a squat with, uh, with dumbbells and I was kind of doing a squat and then a press and yeah, I, I was just coming up from a squat and something went wrong in my back. Long story short, I think that I think the time is I put my back out. <laughs> the medical that's the official medical term. That comes from Latin, doesn't it? It does. And the sound you heard was me reaching for a heat a heat pack and I actually knocked over three different uh kind of containers of medicine. <laughs> three different pill oh, wow. three different pill bottles fell to the ground as I did that. Could have you could have used that as a maraca in the Dark Child episode, <laughs> couldn't you? <laughs> so yeah, so basically I uh it, everything's fine. I, I it, it's actually getting better, but I'm still in quite a lot of pain. I'm taking I'm on three different types of pain medication right now, and I do have a a hot pack and a cool pack that I'm uh, rotating between. It's really just a uh, very sobering realization when you discount perks for being a senior. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like senior discounts. Find out you know what being a senior can get you at different shops. So I was like, okay, well, great. The world and my body has decided I'm I'm too old to carry on. Well, I'll tell you a body-related thing that happened to me this week. I fell doing a box jump um, in my fitness that was formerly known as CrossFit. It was very, like, it was very elaborate when it happened because I had two boxes joined together. So it was like a real, a real catastrophe. I made a lot of noise and everyone sort of separately came up to me at different so I, I was fine. They came and checked me. I was fine and finished finished the workout. Obviously, thank you. And then afterwards, everyone like slowly shuffled up to me separately. Like, you you sure you're okay? Is everything okay? Oh. It was fine. Got a little swollen, but I now have a really great bruise. Like it's it's a really like it's very strong. Oh, lovely. Um, pretty pleased about that. Also, this week I was texting you earlier, just saying you know just not feeling maybe my finest today, which is weird considering that it is a gorgeous day. Yeah. In LA, and I feel like in April we've got lots of fun things actually coming up. But today, to remedy my bad mood. I've put on a fun outfit. Some might call it zany. I'm going to call it fun. Shall I talk you through it? Oh, she's zany. Yeah, talk me. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I had my hair cut yesterday, so my haircut's looking. My hair is looking great. While I was at the barbers, and um, we did get onto the topic of new rave, and he was very baffled about that. So that's just a you know subject for another time. New Hashtag rave. Hashtag 2007. Okay, on my top, I'm wearing my Britney Spears Onyx Hotel Tour T-shirt from 2004. That's the concert I famously went to instead of going to Egyptian grandmother's 80th birthday. Breathe on me. Look, still got the t-shirt. It was worth it. That's the way. Um, that's um, where she did the bed, the bed dance to breathe on me, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. She was brunette and she did the bed dance. Kind of Cirque du Soleil bed dance. I've cut off the sleeves. I've got some fun studs in the back. I used to wear it when I worked in a pub in, in Yorkshire. Um, on top of that, I'm wearing my tropical red palm print cardigan. Now, you know this one. This, this was famously, this was made famous, and, I, and we're using the term famous quite loosely in this conversation so far. Uh, made famous by it was the cardigan that you uh, hopped off the plane at LAX in, like a la, yes. a la Miss uh, Cyrus. 
Yes, I wore this when I flew over to LA. I originally bought it 11 years ago for a trip to Miami and it's it's done me well. And then finally, I'm just, I've done a contrasting print and would you believe it? I'm wearing some purple leopard print swim shorts. I'm not going swimming today. You're crazy. <laughs> she's I gone, know. She's gone mad. Oh my God. We actually are mm. now truly becoming two mad old women. Like this is your, your batty, your batty old aunts. Like, oh, I put my back out. Oh, she's in a fun outfit. Oh, she fell over. <laughs> oh, she's, she's wearing a bikini in February. What's she doing? Oh yeah. All her bras were dirty. So <laughs> listen, um, I, <laughs> I'm completely happy with us becoming two batty old women. I think it's great. Right. As usual on this episode, we will be taking an American topic and a British topic, pop culture related, discussing, dissecting, working out the UK or US equivalent. But before we do that, shall we do some feedback? Yes. Well, I just have to say our last episode with the boys at the Right Back At Your podcast was such a joy. I had possibly the most fun ever and we've had some feedback off of the back of that so i don't know if you've heard of tyra banks (laughs) well well i i know her from that one very specific dark child produced song that she released so this isn't maybe not technically feedback because it's actually not to us this is actually feedback to joel who uh was on our last episode with us and but i'm gonna just steal it and and appropriate it for ourselves so Mm. (laughs) so joel uh, actually posted uh, that we were robbed of a full album and a guaranteed gay Twitter cult classic from Tyra. And Miss Tyra Banks replied saying, sorry to have deprived you with an upside down smile emoji. <laughs> oh, what she likes. She's having fun. She is with that upside down smile. Open to interpretation. <laughs> and some more feedback again, which I'm stealing from David's Instagram this time, who was on the show with us. He got some little feedback from Rodney Darkchild Jerkins himself. <laughs> He says, nice, three <laughs> exclamation points, uh, prayer hand emojis. Thank you. So, you know, <laughs> just, uh, just hearing from, you know, Tyra, Dark Child. I will say we didn't hear back from the Spice Girls. Uh, no members of Black, B-L-A-Q-U-E uh, or Britney from the other subjects that we talked about. So there you go. That's okay. I mean, well, we're, we're open to it. Maybe it'll feature in future episodes, you know, future feedback. Wait a minute. What's that noise? Is that Joanna Lumley doing an AOL advert? You've got email. Uh. So <laughs> we have some email from David M. Mysterious. Just love that. David M. Mm. He got in touch because we've just finished our Drag Race UK recap show. And he says, hey, Ben and Fraser, the expression what's she like that you used on UK Drag Race? Please explain. I looked it up and it said when someone does something foolish, but Ben used it when someone had done something helpful, more confused, David. <laughs> David, so, what, what you like? David, <laughs> David, what you like? So I use it, I think, well, I, I guess traditionally it is if someone's done something foolish, like, oh, Fraser put his back out, what's she like? But also... It might be, I think there's a fondness to it. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it can be, it can be referring to someone who's being a bit fun as well. Yeah. I think it has, I think it's like how aloha means hello and goodbye in Hawaii. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's just like that. Just like that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fluid phrase that really it's, yes, exactly. It's a term of derision, but it's also, uh, you can do it with real fondness because it's like a real mum or auntie thing to do, isn't it? Like, oh, what's she like? Mm, what she like there's yeah there's a fondness to it so we've also had another email from uh, Paige Paige Gafer and Paige emailed us to say hello I'm just emailing it to say I love this podcast thank you very much uh, I found it from your Drag Race UK recap last month and I've gone back and listened to a few and now following I'm a British listener who's never been to America and then she says hopefully that will change post-covid so most of my knowledge comes from TV shows and movie, mainly Glee, if I'm being honest. Um, so she, <laughs> she's saying, I'm really enjoying how strange everything is over there to me. Uh, the strangest part, in my opinion, being that you don't generally have kettles at home. How would you make a cup of tea? <laughs> Paige, what's she like? What is she like? <laughs> so yes, thank you, Paige. Paige, you're right. It is strange that there's not a lot of kettles here. And Sometimes people here call them tea kettles. It's all very, very odd. You know, I also, I'm going to confess that I've had one cup of tea in two years of living here. So this country does strange things to you. It makes you go crazy. Well, neither of us are big tea drinkers. 
Wait a minute, though. I, I have a kettle in my house to make like a green tea with very occasionally. But more more than that, I have a kettle so I can boil water to like do a boiled egg. Yeah, I don't know. Or like I, pasta. I don't know. I think American people are just waiting for like water to boil on the stove. I don't know. This country so oh. forwards and so backwards all at the same time. That's why we love it. <laughs> or if, <laughs> or if you're super living in the future, you might have one of those hot water taps. You know, ones that you turn on, it's filtered and it's instantly boiling hot. Yes, although I have heard from tea in the kind of tea circles over here is that um, the hot, a lot of the hot water taps aren't actually hot enough to make a correct cup of tea. You're not getting the the correct actual like rolling boil that you need to make tea. Do you know what I've just remembered? And this really connects so many things in our podcast is in Egyptian grandmother's house, she had a tap like beside the the regular tap, sorry, faucet, whatever you want to call it. And it was like one of those skinny curved ones and it had filtered water coming out of it. And she referred to it as the swan. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That really. So she'd be like, she'd be like, oh, darling, just get some water from the swan because it looked like a swan. (laughs) Wow. I mean, if you're telling me she did this on the Millennium Night while she also performed Not Such an Innocent Girl by Victoria Beckham, we're really, we're hitting every every trope of our podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> Paige, thank you for getting in touch. Um, I love how you've put in this this feedback roundup. Someone um, has given us, oh, please, yeah, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Someone, someone has done so. Their username is rcgr123. And they've just said, this podcast is so great. Love listening. I know it wasn't really worth putting in there, but hey, we'll take any we'll take any praise that we can. <laughs> now we're about to go down um, the dark alley that is uh, our Discord. Do we know what Discord is? Can we explain it? No, but we do have some people on Discord. Fraser, what what have we had going on there? There's a whole lot of stuff going down on the Discord server, and I, I can't really round up a lot of it. There's been big. There was a big chat thread about bedding in the US and I think we've tried to we've tried to address this multiple times and then people were piping in from Australia there was all kinds of words flying around it turned into a discussion about weighted blankets I, I couldn't handle that but yeah the, the phrase top sheet was was thrown around a lot wasn't it you, and again I would just recommend if you ever move to America and you're from the UK just just buy a duvet put a duvet cover on it and then put a sheet on your mattress everything's fine you can still buy all that stuff here everything else is is you just have to you just have to let everyone talk about it top sheets this sheet that sheet fitted flat whatever it's fine so there was a dis- big discussion on the discord server about ribena that came up cuz i think someone was saying that they bought some ribena an american person bought some ribena because they saw it um on uh, big brother uk <laughs> there was like a big brother there's like reference to it oh and, uh, it was, i see it was luke on discord and he said i think it's gross to be honest now my concern is that he either drunk it without diluting it and was doing like Uh-oh. full full concentrate ribena or my concern is that he accidentally ordered the you know zero sugar you know tooth kind whatever they used to call that bullshit ribena that doesn't taste tooth like kind remember that yes. <laughs> yeah or our household very much moved on to the tooth kind variety oh, no no there was no. definitely a moment in the 90s where my mom just really freaked out and was like oh gosh all the sugar and to be fair we were drinking ribena or as we referred to in our household beanie, beanie? we were drinking beanie not beanie <laughs> like it was wa- no just beanie we were drinking it like it was water so <laughs> i've definitely told you this in person on the podcast, two people a thousand times before, but I'm going to say it one one final time. Oh, because actually this actually ties in with some other Discord chat to do with frozen lemonade. And then there was a whole thing about how lemonade in the UK is carbonated. Lemonade here is still, it's a fizzy po. Oh my God, I can't, we can't go into that. But I will tell you, when I was younger, I had a NASA Space Center plastic cup with a handle. Ooh. Never went there, Ooh. never went there. Someone must have given it to us. I've never been to NASA Space Center. And it had a very specific kind of ridge at the bottom on the outside. And actually, if you poured the Ribena up to that ridge and then filled up the rest with water, I used to use lemonade, uh, that would make the perfect level of concentrate of Ribena to water. But yes, what, so I'm, wait, try- you, what I'm trying to do you is... You used, I'm, wait a minute, you used Ribena concentrate and then you filled it up with lemonade. Yeah, it was a fizzy Ribena, aka sugar plus sugar plus sugar plus sugar on top of sugar. It was so delicious. I don't think I could even do that right now because I think I would die. But oh, 
God damn, it was good. Okay. Well, thank you very much for all of your feedback. Please do get in touch on our Instagram, on our Twitter, which I always forget to check. And they can also email us, can't they? Yes. The can you email, give us the address? The email is yourwelcomeamericapodcast at gmail.com. And it's not Y-O-U-R. It's just the letters U and R. Oh, and speaking of Twitter... Uh, I did put a fun post up there when we were having some Spotify issues. Uh, I just want to apologize for that for last week. Uh, That won't happen moving forward. I think I've accessed the mainframe and I know how to, I went through Mozart's Ghost, you know, the the website that I was working on. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Then I had this whole thing where I went to Hawaii on on holiday and I met this guy and then he tried to murder me and someone stole a floppy disk. And, you know, next thing I know, someone's claiming to be me and I had to, you know, I'm not Angela Bennett anymore. So I had to go undercover. I think there was a car chase. I went to prison. My hair looked great. And I ordered a pizza off the internet. And also a mini disc made an appearance as well, but you put it into the system, but it said C19 and it gave you COVID. And that's how we got to the global pandemic. Yeah. You're welcome. And we are back. So every episode, we've got a UK topic and we have an American topic. Babes, you're up first with an American topic. Do you want to hit us with it? Yeah, I was watching an episode of television of a television show last night. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Don't ask me why I'm still watching old episodes of Buffy. This year has been very strange. My TV choices are very odd. I'm all over the place. I watched one of my favorite episodes last night, this episode called Homecoming. And I thought to my goddamn self, what is Homecoming? So my topic today is going to be Homecoming. Oh. Yeah. Because basically... It's one of those things that if you grow up in the UK, you hear about homecoming on every TV show that you watch, every movie that you watch, but actually never quite understand what it is. So in a weird way, I'm actually going to go back to our educational roots of this podcast and actually try and work something out. <laughs> well, t- I tell you who's going to appreciate this. That's Paige. Paige on the email, because she's mainly learned things from Glee. So listen up, Paige. Get out that A4 ring binder and take some notes, Okay. Exactly. And I think I'm hoping that Paige has seen the film A Cinderella Story starring Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray, which is a modern retelling of Cinderella. Have you seen that film? Because it's pretty much the framing device for my whole entire explanation of Homecoming. Once upon a time in a land called Los Angeles, there was a girl named Sam. Order's up! Who lived with her wicked stepmother. There's something I've always wanted to tell you. You're not very pretty. And you're not very bright. You've got mail. Ah, yes. Secret admirer beckons. One day, she got an invitation. I need to know who you are. Please meet me at the homecoming dance. To meet her Prince Charming. I have not seen that film, but... Ben! I, I do know... I do know both of those white actors, and I know the cover of the um, the illegal pirate DVD bought from uh, hairdressers in Essex. So <laughs> what's, I'm all good. What's happening on the cover? The cover are they like back to back, or is one are they back to back, and one of them's like like pulling the 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 clothes off the other person there's something like that going well, on i'm looking at a poster right now and it's uh, chad michael murray dressed completely casually in a in a casual outfit hillary duff's on his back uh, wearing a full cinderella prom dress but just sneaking underneath that prom dress is a pair of pink converse <laughs> oh because, because <laughs> the story is she's a real tomboy but she dresses up like cinderella <laughs> But also Cinderella, that's a shoe-centric story. So got to get that converse in there. Okay. So I'm going to, even though you've not seen it, which is really going to help, I'm going to use a Cinderella story uh, to explain what Homecoming is. So Okay, cool. A Cinderella story was based, no, <laughs> I was about to like, read the <laughs> Wikipedia page to you. In a Cinderella story, I love the fact that Hilary Duff's character is called Sam. She's just fun because she, she's a tomboy. So she's got a, a, like a gender ambiguous name, Sam. Got it. So she is in her final year of high school, meaning she is a senior. I had to look up what junior and senior and all of those things meant to explain this as well. There's a lot going on. So so she's 17? Yes. No, she's 18. Um, 18, okay. Yes. They they seem to be very, (laughs) very clear in the Wikipedia summary of the Cinderella story that she is 18. (laughs) Also, you forgot to say that her mom, the evil stepmother in this, is played by Jennifer Coolidge. So... Oh... (laughs) 
again, another another great white actor. <laughs> uh, Regina King is in this, uh, but she's she has she plays Thank like God. She's like a problematic. I think she might be the fairy godmother actually. Oh yeah, she is. Oh, oh duh. Oh my God, this film is so good. You need to watch it after we finish this. Okay, so she's in. She's in her final year of high school. So in my head, I always thought that a Cinderella story was about the prom. So what is the difference between homecoming and prom? Okay, they happen at two completely different times. So prom is at the end of the school year in like whenever you go for your summer holidays or whatever they call it here, summer break. And prom, and homecoming happens in autumn in like fall. <laughs> I ran out of steam as I said that because I, I think I think that I'm right. Bear in mind, I need to put the caveat here that I've I've really only looked at the plot synopsis for a Cinderella story to prepare myself for this. So okay, I'm okay, probably okay. getting a lot of things about Homecoming right or wrong. Okay, so real quick, the origins of Homecoming are really boring, and it's to do with sports. So I'm going to be very brief, but basically, it's <sighs> it's all to do with uh, high schools and colleges having these big football games at like within their season where everyone comes to watch it and it's basically homecoming refers to everyone coming back to their own school to watch the high school team play a football game it dates back to like 1911 possibly who cares what i'm going to just go into is the traditions to do with homecoming and we're going to go through them in a cinderella story one of the traditions is the homecoming court so that is king's homecoming king and homecoming queen so According to this Wikipedia, there's some really gender horrible stereotypes things here. And apparently if you go to an all-girls school, you only have a homecoming queen. And an all-boys school, you only have a homecoming king, which I think is pretty disgusting. But anyway, I think all of those things are all of those things are changing. But basically, the students have to vote for homecoming king and homecoming queen. Very odd. Within a Cinderella story, uh, I will say that Sam gets uh, nominated for homecoming queen at the uh, the masquerade ball that she attends. <laughs> Wait, where did this where did this masquerade ball come from? What semester does that happen in? What season? <laughs> so <laughs> that happens at the homecoming dance. So there's a homecoming court, and that gets either announced or revealed at the homecoming dance. So, so, so wait a minute. The homecoming court is that like the nominees? Yes. <laughs> it's okay. a representative a representative group of students. I'm not sure how you get nominated for Homecoming King or Queen. I just know that whoever the last, like the final forerunners are, they get voted on to be Homecoming King or Queen. And that gets announced at the Homecoming dance, I believe. Now, in a Cinderella story, it happens a little backwards, but she gets nominated for homecoming queen after everyone sees her at the homecoming dance. So I'm not sure if that's right or wrong. You'll have to take that up with the director of a Cinderella story, but I will tell you that in a Cinderella story, she doesn't drop her shoe. Guess what she drops? Well, well, she can't drop her converse because those are tied on, you know, that's a, that's got a real, a real knot in them. She drops, Oh my God, her, her pager, her phone. (laughs) Yes. She drops her flip phone. So Chad Michael Murray picks up her flip phone, her flip phone as she runs out of the homecoming dance. <laughs> wow. Now I'm going to take you down a very, very quick diversion here about homecoming kings and queens. Um, I've got a list of celebrities who are uh, were actually their Ooh. own homecoming queens. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you them. So apparently, oh. uh, this very shady article that I found on I think it was 17.com or like some teen website. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm going to guess some. I'm going to guess some off the bat. I feel like a Reese Witherspoon might be on that list. She's not on that list. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'll give you some clues. I'll see if you can guess. Okay. okay. So the first person on this list is a singer and reality star. Uh, you and I have a particular love for three of her songs. Oh, um, oh, I don't She's know. Also, Who? I'll give you another clue. She's also inexplicably incredibly rich these days. Oh, Jessica Simpson. Yes. <laughs> With you. How am I going to put my t-shirt on? <laughs> the real me is a Southern girl with her Levi's on and an open heart. Oh, great. That's a great karaoke song. So this shady, this shady article says, Jessica was named homecoming princess two years in a row at J.J. Pierce High School in Richardson, Texas, before she dropped out in 1997. So apparently you can be, you can only be homecoming queen if you're a senior, but if you are a junior, which is the year below, you can be homecoming princess. There's a, they, apparently they've expanded the whole court and they have dukes and duchesses. Let's not get into <laughs> that. Okay. 
uh, who else is on this list? Uh, oh, you'll like this next person. Let me see if you how how can I give you a uh, give you a clue for this one? Okay, let, for this. <laughs> This isn't even a clue. This is just me giving it away to you. But imagine if this person, when she was announced homecoming queen, she got up on stage and uh, maybe did a dance with a cartoon cat. (laughs) Paula Abdul. (laughs) Yes. She was homecoming queen in 1980 at Van Nuys High School here in uh, Los Angeles, California. Beautiful. (laughs) And then the other one that made me laugh was Meryl Streep. (laughs) She was... Homecoming, I like this fact. She was homecoming queen in 1967. She was also class treasurer and sang in the school choir. Of course she fucking did. I feel like Meryl would get up and do it in a character. Like she wouldn't accept it as Meryl, you know? I only imagine her doing what she does now, which is like Meryl drag. So I just imagine her as herself now getting the homecoming queen and being like, Mamma mia. Just like, oh, no, thank you, Meryl. Straight, like, doing her character from prom. Ugh, yikes. So then, apparently, there's this whole week of celebrations to do with Homecoming. And then there is the Homecoming Parade. So... Oh, my God. <laughs> apparently, oh, my God. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, at this point, there's a marching band. There's floats that go through the street. Every class prepares a float, which corresponds with the Homecoming theme. Because, oh, God, I forgot to even mention that. Every Homecoming has to have a theme. Oh, some of the themes I found online were so funny. I found a Homecoming theme that was... <laughs> suggestions and it was a hunger games theme. <laughs> <laughs> now i'm on board right. which I, I would love to go to a hunger games themed event or just homecoming I just, oh. well you just gotta wonder if everyone did have to kill each other by the end of homecoming that's that's the only problem with that one <laughs> well that's how you win that's how you win in the hunger games homecoming hang on in never being kissed is that homecoming that she goes to oh no that's prom. that's definitely prom yeah that's oh my that's- god <laughs> It's really hard to to get all of those things separated. But yes, apparently homecoming has to have a theme, which is also insane. So so there's also, yeah, so this whole week of celebrations includes this parade. This article is insane and says some, leads me on to some other things that are included in (laughs) homecoming week. So the parade is often part of a series of activities scheduled for that specific day, which also can include a pep rally, bonfire, snake dance, and other (laughs) activities. I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know what the snake dance is. Oh my god! Okay, I just clicked on the hyperlink. Snake dance. Okay, you ready? Snake dance is a term used to refer to a parade ball before or during a high school-related football game. Snake dance may also be narrowly used to describe a student parade, a line of students celebrating or parading. Oh, it's literally a line of people. That's really disappointing. I really thought oh, it was. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, I thought it was. I really thought that they were fully. Everyone had to carry a snake, a la slave for you at the VMAs. That's really. Oh, I was thinking there was going to be some snake charming. There's going to be some of that going on. <laughs> That's really disappointing. Well, yeah, they mentioned they mentioned something else in there, which is the pep rally. So this is also. <laughs> oh my god! Where does the pep rally come okay. in? So it's, many schools hold a rally during homecoming week, um, and this is actually what I what I've I've completely messed up how I explain homecoming. This is a complete mess. Basically, everything culminates in the big football game at the end of the week. So. There's the dance, there's the the pep rally, there's the parade. It all ends at the football game for homecoming because that's the focus of it. So the pep rally happens usually maybe the night before the game. And that is where <laughs> I think it's put on by the cheerleaders and also includes cor- the coronation of the uh, homecoming king and queen. So there we go. I've actually finally got this in the correct order. So <laughs> the description of this is... <laughs> The events vary, but may usually include skits, games, and then the introduction or the coronation of the homecoming king or queen. So it might just be the introduction of the nominees, or it might be the coronation, depending on what school you go to. Okay. Let's let's focus on the skits aspect of this. <laughs> well, my head my head goes to like Drag Race, and like I imagine all these people dressed up as like potential queens and kings, like doing a, a skit. You know what I mean? Oh no, the homecoming court doesn't put on the skits; they're just there. Oh. The skits. Doing the skits. The pep rally is like. Run. Wait a minute. Wait. 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 Are the skits done? Are, are they done by like the school? Um, the school jesters. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, the homosexuals. <laughs> Basically, the homosexuals has to dre- have to dress up as jesters because they have. They're not playing in the football game, and they're, they're not allowed to dress up as a queen. And they're not going to be. They're not going to be become so the king, the, are they? The royal court jesters. <laughs> we have to be the jesters. 
Well, so I might go up there and I'll do like my impression of like Danny Minogue. Uh-huh. I'll do my Lorraine Kelly. Yeah. You know, um, in the in in the past, pre-racist times, I would have done Sharon Osbourne. No longer. Uh, <laughs> what would you do? What's your What's your skit? Well, my, my homecoming skit, I guess. Yeah, what's your homecoming skit? Oh God, maybe. Oh God, what would I do? Um, well, I do my oh, I, I do all my famous impressions. So I do my Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. Let's not be silly. Uh, you know, many I've got so many things under my belt that I do. I would I would also borrow a snake from the snake dance and I would would do a full slave for you VMA performance as well. <laughs> So just to bring it back to a Cinderella story, so the pep rally is actually the crucial moment of a Cinderella story. Basically, the whole time, her and Chad Michael Murray, they are communicating in secret using pseudonyms, and they don't realize that they're talking to each other. And obviously, they would never get together because she's the daughter of a diner owner, <laughs> and he's uh, he's the football star. And then basically... Wait, wait, how are they communicating? Because he's got her phone. Well, I think it's over email, and the phone thing happens halfway through at the dance, halfway through, so I think... I don't know. I actually don't know how she's actually operating without her phone, but it's a flip phone. So I feel like it's not as important in those days. Anyway, mm-hmm. look, you're getting, you're, you're confusing an already confusing topic here. Okay. So they're communicating a secret, yada, yada. They still don't know that they're each other's like secret admirer. They meet at the dance, but she's wearing a mask. So he can't tell that it's Sam from the diner. They all call her diner girl, by the way, at the school, which I think is very funny. Just like <laughs> the thought of like beautiful Hillary Duff, because she wears jeans and Converse and like, her dad owns a diner they're all like oh you're disgusting you're diner girl it's like uh, i think if hillary duff went to your fucking school she'd be more popular than you anyway so that all this to say the secret's still happening she knows that he's her secret admirer because he's not wearing a mask at the masquerade ball anyway this all happens so then the evil stepsisters <laughs> the evil stepsisters in the cinderella story they find all of her communication with Chad Michael Murray, and they give Wait, it- what do they find? Email printouts. How do they? What, how do they find the communication? I think they. I think they find it on her computer, and then they then they print it out, and then basically well, they do hard copies. Hard copies. I okay. forgot to mention that the the person that's in running for Homecoming Queen that's really angry that uh, the Cinderella gets nominated for it is actually Chad Michael Murray's girlfriend, and she's the head cheerleader. Of course, that doesn't really matter. But what I'll say is that at the pep rally, they put on a skit, and the skit is them reading out. Hillary Duff's emails to Chad Michael Murray. And then at the end of the pep rally, they reveal that Dinah Girl is actually Hillary Duff. And everyone's like laughing in her face because she, how dare she have the audacity to be in love with the kind of quarterback because she, her dad owns a diner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. My, wait, 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 wait. Is back. her pseudonym, is her pseudonym Dinah Girl in the communication? <laughs> no, I can't remember what oh. her pseudonym is. <laughs> Oh, her, <laughs> I will. I will tell you that her that his pseudonym is Nomad, which I think is great. Maybe she is Diner Girl. I I can't remember. Anyway, that's like the big culmination of that. So that's just to explain <laughs> pep rallies. There's some things that are not in a Cinderella story. Apparently, there's also the week. Sometimes is also called Spirit Week as well as Homecoming Week, and they have dress up days where you just come in like fancy dress or costumes as they say in America. That's not in a Cinderella story, but apparently some people do that. Wikipedia also says there's a picnic sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? You're going to get hungry and you might need to sit down. So bring that rug <laughs> and let's have a, let's just have a little sandwich, but wait a minute. Then what? So this all happens in the fall and then in end of the year, end of like the, the summer semester or whatever it's called, you have the prom. Yes. So wait, can you be and they they've got king and queen there can you can you win homecoming and prom king yes. and queen i think that i think to be like the most ultimate popular person you have to be homecoming queen and prom queen but i think you can only be nominated for prom queen if it's your final year of school whereas i think you could have been like the homecoming princess like a few times so you could be like homecoming princess for like 3 years then you could be homecoming queen and then prom queen you could like get all of them under your belt if you're like the most popular girl. <laughs> and it's all just a popularity contest. Yes, it absolutely is. That's that's so strange. Yeah. And I will say where Cinderella's story gets it wrong is she somehow gets nominated for Homecoming Queen, but they don't know who she is. They just know she's the girl in the Cinderella dress. So I'm not really sure how any of that fits into this, but... Admin, yeah, admin-wise, that's confusing. Yeah, completely. But again, just take that up with... Uh, Mark Rosman, who is the director of A Cinderella Story. Write your letters to Mark Rosman, everyone. Anyway, 
Oh, I will say there is also a note in here that the dress code is very different for homecoming than it is for prom. Prom is long dresses and tuxes for, you know, the gender binary. And whereas apparently you can wear a shorter dress, a cocktail dress, uh, and also you can wear like, you know, trousers and a shirt and a tie, but you don't have to wear a jacket. Apparently that's the difference in homecoming. Oh my God. Anyway, the whole thing apparently ends with a football game. Sometimes it's the football game. Sometimes it's the dance. Apparently it's different for every school in a Cinderella story, basically. So it's all come out that she's dying a girl and they've been talking. Oh, the other subplot as well is that Chad Michael Murray doesn't want to go <laughs> to a college like scholarship for football because he's into writing. Cause he's, uh, you know, sensitive and arty as well as sporty. So there's a whole stuff. He's, a, he's a nomad. Yeah. He's a nomad. I think his dad He's a might... traveler <laughs> physically, but also intellectually. I think his dad might be the football coach as well. I think so. Again, details I can't quite remember. Anyway, so the whole movie ends at the football game. So, you know, you know Cinderella, Hilary Duff, she's like, oh, everyone knows my secret. It all ends at the football game where she's like, you know, she's like, oh, I'm just going to go, but I don't, you know, I don't want to see him. And then he sees her in the stands. Oh, I forgot about the F plot. So this, <laughs> a Cinderella story is inexplicably set in the San Fernando Valley, which is, <laughs> you know, the valley, basically. Yes. So there's a subplot about the fact that there's a drought because there's always a drought in the valley because it's so hot. Yes. <laughs> so all of these plots culminate together at the big football game. The football team wins, but basically Chad Michael Murray's character doesn't take the final kick <laughs> because he runs to the stands to tell Sam that he loves her. He tells Dinah girl that he loves her. And as they kiss, it starts raining and the, the drought ends. Oh. And as it starts raining, what song do we hear? Let the rain all set to obviously come clean by hillary duff and that's where he kisses her at the end of the big homecoming game then inexplicably <laughs> the movie ends and <laughs> they find out that oh there's all stuff to do with his her father's will and how actually she owns the diner and not jennifer coolidge's character and i think she goes to prison and then they make her do community service scrubbing the floor of the diner and regina king is made the manageress of the diner and everyone's really happy about it oh tell you what all of this what a load of faff so much you know, faff. and the reason <laughs> the, the 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 thing that was making me laugh the most when i was looking all of this up is that i was trying to think about because obviously i know high school there's always that that discussion we have about how you know high school for us ends at 16 and then you go to sixth form college obviously it's some, usually the same school for a lot of people sometimes not but what made me laugh is the thought of like you know doing like your a levels but also having like going to like a football game <laughs> and like caring <laughs> i know i know it seems like how do people have the time i'm like you know you're studying because you want to get your your grades to get into university but it's like oh but we've got to do this vote and put on a costume and have a picnic and don't forget your snake for the snake charming segment. So I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of focusing on my future right now rather than this popularity contest. Well, what I also love as well is how obviously American schools have the, the football field, which is like, you know, a lot of the time these quite like nicely constructed sports kind of arenas with like, you know, stadium seating that's like tiered so you can sit on the bleachers and all that stuff. And then I think about <laughs> like my school, it's not like a football pitch where you just like stand at the edge of it. <laughs> and it'd be like, imagine the big game. It's like a load of people standing in the rain watching people play football. Well, our, my school, um, halfway through being at my school, they knocked down the old stand, like the old rugby stand. We played rugby at our school and it was like really, really old. And they built like a really like snazzy, amazing new one. Okay. Ooh. And inside they had a whole cafeteria, which they called the ref the refectory, refectory. But they designed, and everyone was like, oh my God, it's so amazing. But they designed it in such a way that it was too small inside. So not everyone could go inside and eat at once. So it was all like, ended up being a bit of a disaster and you had to go in shifts. Oh, and it was God. just way too long and like skinny and, and oh, it was, it was a nightmare. But, but yeah. Wait, so did you, did you have anything similar to any of this bullshit at your school? Oh, absolutely not. I feel like if you went to a private school in the UK, sometimes they have some old and strange traditions that could be 
that could have some kind of crossovers with this, you know, like to do with rugby or I don't know. I just feel like private school has a lot more strange things that go back in time like this. Whereas obviously I didn't go, I didn't go to a private school. So we had like nothing like this. <laughs> so I was trying to think of the kind of UK equivalent of this. And because of that, I was trying to think of maybe mixing a few things together, I guess. So I guess it's, I think that the UK equivalent of homecoming is if you <laughs> a week of school where you had sports day, non-uniform day, <laughs> parents evening, <laughs> the school play, oh. and then you ended with a school disco. Okay. I really I really feel like I've cleared that up for everyone. Needless to say, everyone, please, please, please watch a Cinderella story starring Hillary Duff and Chad Michael Murray. You're welcome. And, and, and US listeners, get in touch with any homecoming tidbits, anything you want to tell us about what happened at yours. Um, themes. And we, we'd love to, themes, outfits, costumes, scandals. Snake charmers. Snake charmers. <laughs> in fact, if you want to submit the skit you did at <laughs> Spirit Picnic, please get in touch. You're welcome. And we are back. Uh, we've just had a dizzying journey through homecoming week from me. And now we have Ben with our British topic. What do you got for us, babes? Well, picture the scene. I'm going to merge the two countries and cultures. You've had your homecoming in the autumn. You've had your prom in the summer. Do you know what? You've finished school. What might you do? You might go to university or you might have a gap year. Oh! A, mm-hmm. a gap year also known as a gap year? Oh, a gap year. <laughs> so, a gap year. Let me just do the basics and we're going to get into it. Okay, what might happen is between finishing secondary school, the age of 17, 18, before going to university, you might elect to have like a year out and you might call it your gap year. Now, in that gap year, you'd probably, you might work at like your local pub or your local Sainsbury's if you're Fraser, yeah. earn a bit of money. And then maybe in like the spring, summer, you'd go traveling in your gap year. Often there's a charity component to it, but we're going to get into that. So gap years, did you have one? Oh, you know it, bitch. I had a gap year. That's why all my friends uh, from university are all a fucking year younger than me. Cause I started university at 19 instead of 18. I really feel that year, especially right now. Cause I've got a cool pack. An ice pack on my uh, my back right now. Now, yes, you'll, you'll always you'll always be older than me. Just remember that you'll <laughs> always be older than me. I I did have a gap year. Um, would you like me to talk tell talk you through it? It's it, it's gonna take me a while. <laughs> okay, I would love some highlights of it, but just to explain why it's also called a gap year, because a gap year is also often uh, a more privileged person, uh, a posho. Someone who's someone's a bit posh might have a gap year because essentially you're just having a year out where you're fannying about and your parents are paying for it. I mean, you've done your shifts at Sainsbury's in the local pub, but that's just kind of like, you know, that's just for show essentially. So a gap year is often quite a posh thing that people do. I, I feel like in my head, Someone finishes school, they're quite posh, they'll go to the gap year and they'll come back and maybe they'll go study like art history for three years and then they've had all the fun, they've got all the silliness out of the system, then they'll do a law conversion course and they'll become a lawyer and then they'll have like a, a lifetime of finance and that's it. <laughs> oh my God, that was that made me actually want to like cry when you said that, that was so depressing. So actually, I'll, I'll have you know, I am a man of the people and I'll have you know that I actually did work at Sainsbury's in a pub and I paid for my entire gap year myself. My parents well didn't done. for any of it. Thank you very much. So let me talk you through my gap year. So I saved up over the summer. I actually, I think I worked, I think I had three jobs at one point. I worked at the zoo. I, I did some shifts at St. Jude's and I worked at a pub. I think maybe I did all three at once to try and earn as much money as possible. Needless to say, I jetted off for the first part. Of, I did a, I did a two part gap year. So I okay. worked, went away, worked, went away again. So I actually had to come back, earn more money to go away again. Cause again, I'm a man of the people. My parents didn't pay for it. So 
first first leg of my gap year, me and my friend Lydia went to Australia. This is an incredibly well-trodden route for people on their gap year is to go to Australia. Now, we didn't do the typical thing, which is everyone goes to fucking Australia. Everyone goes to Melbourne, everyone goes to Sydney, they're on Bondi Beach, blah, blah, blah. Then they go up the Sundays. How many people do you know that were like, oh, yeah, I went to the Sunday Islands on my gap year, blah, 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 blah. Mm, we didn't yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of that. There was also, I feel like, just to throw out some other real classic gap year places. I feel like uh, Costa Rica, people would always go save turtles there. There was that. And um, Belize, <laughs> Belize was Belize was one of them. Um, I feel like Thailand always would make an appearance. Uh, yeah, now we're talking. Thailand. And then I'm just going to talk about. We'll come come to it later, but just the the continent of Africa. There's a lot of things going on there. But take us back to Australia, babes. Tell us about your gap year. So yeah, so we actually just we we just did Melbourne and Sydney uh, for our gap year. So we actually stayed with my friend Lydia's half sister in Melbourne. We went and saw Ramsey Street from Neighbours. <gasps> Of course. Uh, so we did that. We also went to Neighbors Night, which was a night where you would pay, you'd buy a ticket, and then basically three cast members of Neighbors would come, and you could have your photo taken with them, and you could like accost them. So I had, <laughs> and you and everyone, you're really drunk by the time that they arrive. And I think I don't even remember what else happened that night. I know that we danced, and that I got upset because my friend Lydia kissed a guy, and I had to like be by myself at Neighbors Night because I was jealous. Obviously, I know that we met. Dr. Carl, Carl Kennedy, and yep. um, we met Harold, Harold Bishop, which, you know, two big, big icons. We met Toadie, Jared Rebecca, if you want to use his full That's name. That's a good one. Toadie's a good one. He's Because I think he still might even be in Neighbours. And then, do you remember there was that kind of guy that was technically hot at the time and his name was Stu in Neighbours? He had like oh, a yes. little gap in his teeth and like a little, um, like soul patch beard. And he was very sexy. Uh, and I think I told him, I was like really excited because I told him that I thought he was sexy and he was like, yeah, thanks. And at the time it was like, because I was only 18, I was like, oh my God, I just told, I told someone on neighbors I thought they were sexy. I'm so gay and liberated. Woo-hoo-hoo! But wait, did Stu or um, uh, Toadfish, did they kiss anyone that night? Did they like get it on with any of the people oh, who, who were visiting? I, I'd love to tell you, I could remember that, those levels of details, but it was, the whole thing was a blur. Anyway. You know, we did Australia. We went to Sydney. I saw the Harbour Bridge, blah, blah, blah. I don't really, that, like, it's such a blur, Australia. I don't really remember. that The, the Neighbours Night was a real highlight for me. I can't really remember much more than that. And also, I've told the story before that on the way home, I the system, the entertainment system broke and I watched Chicago like 10 times in a row. <laughs> uh, so that's, that was Australia. Uh, and then just the, uh, I came back home, saved up some money. And then weirdly enough, I traveled around America for the, the other part. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, which I've told us that which I've You've discussed told us that one many times before, and a, a difficult time to do at age eighteen, nineteen because you couldn't drink anything. But you know, whatever, yeah. we'll leave we'll leave that to the it side. Wasn't I will say that when I got to university and people were banging on about their gap years, and during my gap year as well, I have never visited Thailand. But I'm going to tell you, I could absolutely convince a stranger who's been to thailand that i had been there too because everyone has the exact same stories wait i know all okay the hang on hang on yeah so basically you went to the beach from the beach yeah so like so basically we like landed in bangkok and it's like super stressful it's like really busy but we actually managed to go to a hostel it only cost like one pound for like 500 nights and it was like 25 star because everything's like super cheap in thailand um and then yeah we went to costa Maria. um yeah we went to the beach from the beach Oh my god, we had the funnest time. We actually were there for a full moon party. I don't know if you've full ever moon party. Like full moon party. Yeah, full moon party. And we and we we um you know went to the full moon party yeah, and we wore yeah. the like the neon yeah. glue, glue glue sticks and neon and then Did we had those bucket? buckets. Oh my god. We drank yeah. a bucket. Oh my god, yeah. Like you've probably never heard of this, but in Thailand they have these cocktail buckets. It's the super cheap buckets full of cocktail that you can like drink on the beach. Uh and then actually after we went left. I, you know, when we went to Koh Samui, we stayed in this like hut on the beach and, you know, I met this really nice guy. Uh, yeah. He actually said he was going to go to like Warwick for university. And um, so we said that actually we weren't going to see each other because I'm not going to work. I'm actually going to go to Durham. Um, yeah, also yeah. I got, I got like a, I got really good like henna tattoo. It was actually of like a salamander just curling up my arm and I almost got it done uh, permanently, but, um, actually, um, uh, you know, someone like Hattie, Hattie taught me out of it. Thank God. Um, oh, yeah. And actually I know like now I'm at university, this character is now at university by the way. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh God. I wear these trousers every day. I wear them to luxuries and I wear them to sleep. They're actually called fisherman pants. I bought them in Thailand or like the fisherman oh, yes. wear them. They're so comfortable. Oh, I wore them when God. I was 
I wore them actually when I was in Indra as well. And actually when I was in Indra, I just bought loads of like fun scarves, just like these scarves, the scarf, you know, the scarf that I wore to uh, the, the student night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought that in Indra. It's fine. Yeah, it's great. Wow. I feel like we've both, we've both been to Thailand together just now. The beach from the beach. The beach from the beach. <laughs> no, we went to the beach from the beach. I'm moving, I'm coming. Can you hear what I hear? What I hear? So I personally didn't go in a gap a gap year because uh-huh. I, I basically I didn't want to I didn't want to become you. I didn't want to be that person at university where everyone was younger than me. I was really paranoid about it. And you know what, babes? It's paid off because I'll always be younger than you. Anyway. What well, we, I did instead. University. It's just by chance that you're a year younger than me, actually, sir. No, but it's still, but still, it makes sense. It just makes sense because I didn't. Don't try and don't try and rewrite time. That's just the way it is. Okay. You're so rude because I didn't want to be you. Good God, why do I do this podcast with you? You're so rude to me. It's fine. I still get, I still, get my, I get my jabs in back at you because I call you the elite <laughs> and I'm the man of the people. Everything's fine. Order restored, people. The homecoming queens are back together. <laughs> Order restored in the homecoming court. Um, <laughs> the jesters are getting on again. <laughs> that was no. That was the jesters performing for oh, the court. Skit. <laughs> it was a skit. Anyway, so <laughs> I didn't do a gap year because I genuinely just I was like I need to just get on with the university so I can finish university and just be an adult and go into the real world. I was just I was very very keen just to get on with it all. So I did, however. A ten-day trip to, or maybe it was two weeks. Yeah, maybe it was two weeks. Trip to um, uh, Botswana. Have oh I ever told God. you about when I went to Botswana? You so, actually, you which, actually haven't, and I'm like so annoyed about it already. Please continue. <laughs> so, before my final year of secondary school, so I was what sixteen, seventeen, seventeen. I did um, at the end of the summer term. I did like this two-week charity trip to. Africa to Botswana. We also went to Namibia. We'll get to that. So the way it worked is you had to be like selected uh, for this thing. Obviously you basically had to audition, but through like these kind of like weekend camp things. Anyway, it was a whole thing. So 30 of us went. An audition to prove that you're a good enough person to go to Botswana and (laughs) patronize African people. Exactly. (laughs) So um, essentially it got down to 30 people uh, from Scotland our age. And what was what my age, and what was really cool is that it was people from all over Scotland from different schools and cities. So it was very like as diverse as Scotland could get. Um, and you got to like meet people from all over Scotland. Oh, that's which... good. So it wasn't, it wasn't just like the white saviors from the private school have come to save you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what happened was we went to Botswana and we camped and traveled around and there was very specific things that we did. So for example... We were like camping out in the Kalahari Desert. And we generally were camping out in the desert. And at night, like, I think there was a night when cows came and ate all our belongings and took them away. Anyway, we would then also like travel around from location to location in the back of this giant truck that kept on getting stuck in the sand. So like every 20 minutes, we'd be like, all right, everyone out. And we'd all have to jump out and we'd have to dig out this truck uh, by putting like twigs and stuff under the tires. It was like a whole thing. We also did, went to the Okavanga Delta, where, now this is when things take a real turn. In the Okavanga Delta, um, we uh, cut down reeds and did like some conservation work. Sure, fine, whatever. I didn't really know what we're doing, but we're in that delta. Before we had gone, we had to take a lot of malaria tablets and pills, okay? (laughs) So we're fine with that. But you know what? About a day after being in that Okavanga Delta, I took a funny turn. And what happened was we all came down with a parasite Ooh. that had been in the water and basically made us all vomit everything up. So that was all going on. And that's not fun when you're traveling in the back of that truck and you're trying to shove twigs under the tires, I tell you. Can I can I um, can I quickly interrupt you with a very quick side story? Very quick. Mm. My <laughs> when I was growing up, one of my friends, Beth, she went she was going traveling and she had to take malaria medication and she was telling her she kind of mentioned it in front of one of my friends millie who you know and millie's gonna be really annoyed that i'm telling the story because it's like one that we dine out on forever and ever and basically she was like oh yeah well i've just taken my last malaria tablets and it's actually they make you feel really sick and my friend millie was like oh my god how long have you had malaria for (laughs) we're like it's preventative (laughs) 
sorry. She, sorry. M- just just, Millie that, just heard. Millie just heard yeah. malaria. Sick. Yeah, oh, I just love the idea that she thought she'd caught malaria in Norfolk. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> there are two real standout things that we did. One was we built a cattle corral in the middle of the desert for a tribe there. Okay, now this is where things get awkward. A cattle corral is basically just like wooden fencing. Okay. Mm. Have I told you this story before? No, I'm, 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 I feel very nervous about every aspect of what you're about to say. Yeah. So we built this cattle corral for this tribe. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. The tribe then, at the end of it, we had an opportunity to buy some uh, locally made goods from the tribe that they had made and they would sell to make money. Okay. So we were buying some and we were, and they were bartering heavily with us to get, you know, more money, find whatever did all that. After that happened, we then produced a giant gift to them, which was lots of coloring books, pens, school stationery, all that kind of stuff. And we just gave it to them free. At which point they were so embarrassed because they had just been, you know, selling all their stuff to us for lots of money. And then we just give them loads of free crap. It was so incredibly awkward. So I think this just at this at this point in our, our whole discussion, there's definitely something about gap years, particularly with coming from the UK. There's a real gross hangover British Empire colonialism thing referring back to my, my, my gal earlier who you know went off to to costa rica or, or belize or wherever she went and they did art history then did the law conversion course it's kind of like for that one year the world's your playground and you just go do anything you want and then you go and you go enter finance i will say though um, that is that is what much more indicative of a private school education than it is not a non-private school education. I think there's definitely some crossover with some of that kind of like charity work stuff. But I will say, I think a lot more private school people do the colonial (laughs) gap years than the rest of us. I think also I can imagine now with social media, the amount of like performative painting of schools and helping. Oh God. I mean, I mean, I, th- I even feel like it's overtaken people having their pictures taken at a tiger sanctuary because that was also the big the big thing, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Was that the thing for a oh, while? Oh, tiger sanctuaries in like Thailand and like Singapore and stuff. They were like the that was like the big thing, and then everyone realized that having going to a tiger, having your picture taken with like a tranquilized tiger for as a tourist is actually incredibly cruel and nasty. Much like and the U- and the U.S. equivalent of that would be Shamu at SeaWorld, who we have discussed before. <laughs> I felt, or like, felt great felt great in the 90s doesn't yeah. feel so good anymore does it I, I i won't name any names but a group of my friends did have a video of themselves swimming with dolphins in cancun and it was all set to the video was all set to all star by smash mouth so it was like <laughs> somebody was dumb hey now you're an all-star and it's like these these poor dolphins like lifting them up <laughs> out of the water <laughs> What a song! <laughs> I know we an unexpected song, but when they told me that, I I, I could never <laughs> hear that song without thinking of them swimming with dolphins. Oh uh, well, actually, on the subject of of mammals, fish, and animals, one other key moment on our trip to Botswana is we went over we went over the border to Namibia and we did safari for a day. Now, what what are your feelings on a safari? So we were in the back of a truck driving through the, the outdoors, and there were elephants, giraffes, all kinds of things. how would you how do you feel about this how do you feel about a safari yeah just speaking of colonialism really just safari also just is to me it's just i just don't like anything to do with any of this (laughs) well i I don't want to do it ever the safari was for me one of the most like shrug inducing events of all time (laughs) Because basically you could see like an elephant way in the distance and we all had our disposable cameras without any zoom lens or anything. So we've got all these really shit pictures of like maybe an elephant like two right. miles away. It's like, so it's okay. kind of like, it felt like the Jurassic Park tour before the power went down, before Nedry exactly. crushed the power and the T-Rex escaped. You were just like, I can't even see the Dilophosaurus. There's nothing to see. Exactly. And then, give me the give me the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios any day over that that day in Namibia. You were I like, had, I have to say, you were like Doctor Ian Malcolm tapping on that camera and saying, "Um, uh, are there actually going to be any uh, dinosaurs on this uh, dinosaur tour?" <laughs> 
Exactly. By the way, that was a flawless fucking Jeff Goldblum impression, everyone. Thank you. You're welcome. Well done. But I must confess, the real reason I did this this trip, this charity trip, was because it was part of my my PR for trying to become house captain. Because unlike becoming oh homecoming God. king or queen, house captain was voted by every by the pupils, by your peers, but also voted by teachers and your academia extracurricular, all these things counted towards it. So I was like, what's the thing that's going to push me over the edge? I tell you what, that two-week charity trip to Africa, that's going to get me house captain. And do you know what, babes? I stepped off that plane in Edinburgh International Airport, met my dad at the baggage reclaim, and he said, so, well done, my guy. Your house captain. And I was like, yay, this is great. And then he was like, and so is Amy, Fraser, Paul. And I was basically, all my friends were also made house captains of the different houses. So I was like, this is meaningless. I'm the only one who deserves it. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so really, we're. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I feel like you and I have been friends for over a decade now. And. Yeah. Doing this podcast with you has really peeled back even more layers than I feel like the Egyptian grandma reveal and a lot of her attributes really, I was like, oh, okay, I'm filling in a lot, backfilling like a lot of backstory for you. This, this particular topic and segment and everything you've described is really, uh, yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely filled in some, um, filled in some, some things that I, I guess I'd never really thought about. You're welcome. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right, <laughs> I will say that I, I like I I'm, I feel like I do give you a bit of a hard time about your uh, your privilege on this podcast, and I you know I have to be I have to be kind of transparent and say that you know my brother did go to private school, and I did have the choice to go to private school, but I didn't want to because of other reasons. But also, you know, I, I I think maybe my disdain for the private school and privileged system really comes from the fact that when my brother went there. I had to go to so many like nauseating like private school events that my brother had to be in because he went to a cathedral school. The amount of times I had to go to Norwich fucking cathedral on a sit there for some boring ceremony about some boring subject while my brother was like, I don't know, everyone's like, oh yeah, so now we're, we're going to receive the recipient for the boring award and we're going to travel to Namibia and help. I don't know. I'm very triggered by all of this conversation, mm, but you know. That's fair. <laughs> Don't don't worry, don't worry. My um my my school was also technically a cathedral school, and they tried to like spin a story that it was founded by Jesus in a cathedral or something <laughs> along the lines of that. It was all bullshit. It was like no, it wasn't, and no one's here. No one here is religious. This is all BS. Also, you will be happy to know that I regularly troll my school on Instagram. Um, just they post things which are like, um, we support equality, and I'll write underneath like. So excited to hear that you're supporting equality, but obviously to support it, you can't just say it, you have to have action. So I would love to know your specific plan in terms of equality when it comes to race, gender, sexuality, and they just never reply. But it's really fun for me. I I do have one quick question for you, Ari, your Africa uh, excursion. Yes. Talk to me about the sunscreen slash sun cream situation. Because if you're, I'm thinking if you're taking a truckload of Scottish people to Africa, Oof, oof, oof. I'm thinking burns here, burns there. What's going on? Did it was everyone covered? Did you have was it just like lots of cover up? You know, factor. It was definitely definitely a lot of hats definitely a lot of big floppy hats and you know things that could cover different parts of your body and your skin mm. now growing up um my mom like sunscreen was like her thing like she before anyone else would always wear it on her face every day in scotland like a factor 25 so by that point, and you know, I basically summered in Spain every summer. I was very oh. well versed. I was very well versed in sun lotion application, particularly the Nivea one in the blue bottle. Very thick, lovely oh smell. Lord. Anyway, I oh. was thinking of what are the US equivalents of Agapia. Okay. I'm going to blow your mind with something I've found. You ready for this? Go for it. I think the US equivalent of Agapia is semester at sea do you know what semester at sea is oh, no oh it's actually at sea what oh it sure is so there is a cruise ship specifically designated for semester at sea so what happens is for one one semester it says like your spring semester you're like you don't go to university you go on a cruise full of other students and you just cruise around the place. So I'm on the website right now. I'm going to read you out some previous voyages 
that have happened. I'm just go to Past Voyages on the World Odyssey. That's the name of the ship. Spring so 20. Spring 2019, 106 days, 11 countries, 15 cities, four continents, Asia, Africa, Europe, North America. It just it just goes everywhere. Itinerary, Hawaii, US, Japan, China, Vietnam, Myanmar, never know how to pronounce it, India, Mauritius, South Africa, Ghana, and Morocco. And you're just on this big fucking cruise ship with lots of other students oh, just cruising around. So much bad sex must go down on that cruise ship. Oof. I really hope they've got like, oh my God, think about the like STI rate of that. Well, there's definitely a ship doctor. There has to be like a ship near the infirmary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what happens if someone dies? There's got to be a morgue as well. Oh my God. (laughs) People always die at sea. It's like a thing. Like, you know, like other cruise ships, they always have a morgue because someone always dies. But that's also because there's lots of old people. Anyway. They don't bury them at sea. They have to keep they them in the morgue. <laughs> they, they, give them, they give them, yeah, one of those sea burials where they light them and just launch them out. Oh, oh you, they light them? Oh, you're doing a Viking funeral mixed with like yes. a, a naval funeral. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm, I, that's part of my heritage, my Anderson, my, you know, 0.5% Nordic you, heritage. I'll tell you, doing a naval funeral and mixing it with a Viking one's really tough because that fire's not going to stay lit once you've launched it into the water instead of on top of well, it. You, well, no, you've got to just pour shitloads of gasoline on top of the body just loads like you know when you're lighting a fire and you put in like too much lighter right. fuel so that it's it, that basically so that it's lit on top of the water and then you have the burial at sea as it sinks exactly and maybe you also get the the dead body you, you dress them in like some basically kindling so whatever like their most flammable outfit is wow i think this might be one of our darkest episodes yet <laughs> so i do think that the u.s equivalent of a gap year is semester at sea you're welcome. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love it. And as you've heard, we even read out the underwhelming ones. Do drop us an email, get in touch on Instagram, yeah. and we will see you after Jesus has rolled that egg away. Yeah, okay? please, please get in touch. I'd love to hear. Americans, hit us up with your homecoming information and British people tell us about your hideous colonial trips to different countries during your gap year. Perfect. Thanks. Thank you, babes. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. <gasps> 